Hello and welcome to my podcast, Learn Reiki and Connectance with me, Tracy Matthews. So I'm helping people connect to the source within and to really tune into the part of you that knows why you're here. Now, you might know this as your higher self. You might know this as the inner voice, the bigger me, the intuitive part of you or the soul. So whatever you want to call it, that is the part that knows why you're here. And why is this so key? Because you and I are having an incredible journey on our planet Earth. But here's the thing. When we get here, we don't remember who we are. You know, that's the part we've just mentioned, the higher self, the the part that is connected to source. We don't remember that. So it's a journey from within and uh, and sometimes that part of the roads can be very challenging and very difficult. And um, there might be some of you that really do know and resonate and really work from that place from the higher self. But then there might be parts of the journey that's not so clear. So although you're on the path and you thought you figured it out, you know, things can change. So quite often on the path in life, we get to a roadblock, we get stuck and then we go down a slippery slope that might include for some health issues, might be dealing with mental health in a way they thought we would never imagine. So this is the place to be. This is where we're going to be discussing real life issues and the spiritual journey. And and this is really the point, to uncover the energetic origins to a lot of what we're experiencing here in our physical lives. But from the surface, it might not look like it has no correlation to anything spiritual or energetic. So that's why I'm going to jump right in. And in this podcast, we are going to talk about spirit attachment. And I thought it'd be um, something worth discussing and bringing awareness to the symptoms of spirit attachment and to outline some signs to look for if you're feeling um, something's not right or we've taken a real dive in our mental health. You know, it's important that we kind of look at these symptoms. And in this podcast, we're going to look at them. We're going to look at the home environment. We're also going to look at um, why it's important to put boundaries in place. And um, and how these boundaries, what they look like in terms of energetic protection. And how to prevent further attachments. And this is the thing, one of the most biggest signs of spirit attachment is with a person's mental health. So this information is really going to help um, a lot of spiritual seekers and, and healers. You know, you might notice a shift in the energy or your spirit guide team or you've had interruptions around channeling. This is going to be really useful for those who have been struggling with spirit intrusion and it's really gotten worse. 
and for others who have experienced sudden outbursts of psychosis, hearing voices and then listening to those voices with erratic behaviour. So spirit attachment can be very uncomfortable and in its worst case scenario, it's going to be very noticeable to everyone around them and outwardly exhibiting symptoms, again, which is of a a mental health problem. And this kind of attachment is going to be draining, is going to be exhausting because it's ultimately keeping a person in a cycle of just being stuck. So what this podcast, what we're going to look at, what is the truth surrounding this kind of experience? And what are some of the spirit attachment symptoms? So let's just jump in for a moment and look at some of these um, various indicators to look for. That's going to help you know if there is this level of spirit attachment, or it might be that it's with a family member or a very close friend. Because these symptoms or these signs can be inclusive of what we're going to talk about, some of these signs, or they may differ. However, there's going to be a theme which to watch for, and we're going to detail next some of these factors so that you can consider. So let's just jump in because one of the um, signs or symptoms seems to be around coldness and the temperature of um, a person. So coldness, sensing a cool breeze around various parts of the body. There's going to be a shift in temperature becoming very cold. Now, this just isn't in because it's a cold environment. This can be absolutely in the summer. This is going to be a very, very specific sense of a coldness. You might also be able to see spirit in your mind's eye, feel like someone's maybe watching you, touching you, prodding you, or something's trying to get into you. Another thing is like hearing your name being called or you might feel like you're being watched. So these are sort of quite very specific. The temperature is going to be really a cold, icy feeling around different parts of the body. And of course, then we've got these other things that seems to be going and that's sort of a part of this. Something else, you might notice that there are one or two or even more different voices that you can hear in your mind. Now, these voices are individual and they're clear. And they perhaps have different personalities that you're beginning to realise as you pick up. And typically you can be engaged in conversation for extended periods of time, actively listening to what's being said and equally talking to them, whether that's in the mind or whether you're actually speaking out aloud. And closely follow this if you have lost a loved one that's passed away and they might be involved with this or there might be an appearance of them might perhaps not be speaking to you directly 
but they might just be kind of there. And what that does, it seems to add validity to the experience because already that's increasing an emotional development between you, between the um, the voices, and um, and it's kind of strengthening that bond that's occurring. Something else which you might want to look out for is being in a trance for long periods of time. Maybe just being in a very meditative state. But this is different because it's a kind of staring, spaced out, without speaking. You know, you might find that that plays quite a, um, a big part of your daily routine. And these trances might start off quite innocent but they might go beyond any time that you would normally spend with meditating. It might be then a kind of an endurance test, possibly. You can't move or you start becoming very uncomfortable, maybe trying to sustain a certain position. Here's the thing, you know, they might start off okay, but they do then turn into something which... um, become quite unpleasant and endurance. Something else that might be going on for yourself or um, a loved one might be um, explaining to you is that there are images in the mind and they're vivid. Sometimes they can be shocking images popping in just randomly. You know, you might be just thinking normal and these images, bang, go straight in and they evoke response kind of keeps you engaged and talking and listening to these voices you know these images can appear as a still picture or you might find that they develop into a film like you're watching and you're participating whilst this is all going on in the mind now a very um big indicator of spirit uh, attachment is intrusive thoughts. Now these thoughts can be along the lines of telling you things to do, telling you what to do. Might even be taking part in a task that you've got to do. Um, It could also involve like you're listening to a lot of name calling about others maybe family or friends, you're listening to them calling them horrible names, horrible things, or degrading comments that are completely out of character. And you know that that this is something that you would never do or say in your mind or, or let alone out aloud to somebody. But you kind of believe that it's coming from you. Because it sounds like you, even though it is one from one of these voices that is, like I said, that perhaps has a character attached to it. And to add to that, these voices can actually be very uh, personal to you. They might say to you hurtful things. Comment, comments about you physically saying negative things that pull you down that make you feel low, depressed, and lose confidence in yourself. You know, they might 
help you sort of uh, recall events of the past and you already feel maybe bad or triggered about what's happened. But it just keeps getting brought up. And there's a judgment there. And that can be really tough. And, uh, you know, when that's over a period of time, you can imagine that that can make you feel really, really low. Now, for this symptom could be that maybe you're the type of person that does like the occult, does like to do um, with spirits, earthbounds, and spirits can latch onto you for a specific reason. Or maybe you don't fit that category, but you realise that there is something that's latched onto. You might even actually be very cognizant and it is what it is. But they're wanting you to assist or help them. And you might be aware that they're trying to communicate with you. But um, this ends up being quite frustrating because you may not understand what is happening. And over a period of time, it kind of feels like nagging. So there's like a a love-hate kind of relationship or just a nagging going on with a spirit and you don't know quite what it is. And um, so you're just in that sort of cycle of just trying to sort of uh, understand, but you don't understand. And obviously the spirit is trying to be very specific with you, but for some reason there's like a, a mismatch, an intention as to why there is that um, latching on. Now, another um, indicator is when a spirit can pretend to be a spirit guide, an, uh, an angel, a master or a teacher, or any other religious or spiritual archetype. And, you know, this is how trust then is built this is when you want to please, especially if you're coming from that place and you value spirit guides. Or you might be religious, it's Jesus Christ, or it might be some other um, ascended master and someone of dear to you. And when they say that this is what it is, and even though you kind of never had direct communication that way, you know, this can be quite a big thing. So you don't want to offend. You kind of trust. And then, of course, you really do believe who this, whatever this, this voice is, is telling you. So that might be something that uh, you've noticed. Something that else that goes along with this is battling with inappropriate vulgar language. Or sexual suggestions from one or more of the individual voices. Now this can be a struggle to keep in check. Or even at its worst, you might feel forced into doing something that you just don't want to do. So sometimes hearing language which is really out of character or inappropriate, especially if it's tied in with guides and angels or a religious um person it can be really quite shocking and um confusing to say the least so something else to to bring up which is another um indicator and that's all around your sleep sleep is interrupted 
Either you're not getting to sleep due to a lot of uh, activities that's either going on in your mind, or there may be manifestation of things appearing where you are. Um, you can also be woken up or jilted out of sleep, completely draining you over a period of time. Now, sleep is important. So when this is happening over a period of time, this weakens a person. This can be really um, tough to be going through it, either yourself or watching a family member or a close friend where they're not getting the sleep and there's a lot of activity. Like we said, it's either in the mind or it's a manifestation of things in the room. It could be anything from things just moving, activating, electrical things, um, all sorts um, can be happening. But these are all indicators. These are all signs. And if they're, if you're happening all at once, or there's an element of all these, then this is where we can really sort of see a pattern emerging. And there is a theme running through these symptoms. You're not going to be happy. You know, you're going to be sensing that something is wrong. You know, these experiences are focused not on love. At worst, they can be quite coercive, with limited mental clarity to even sort of understand or comprehend what's going on. And you can experience overwhelming fear. You know, feel completely unsettled, absolutely confused. And um, and increasingly scared of what's unfolding. You know, and if you're a healer or you're aware or you understand of um, spirits, then, you know, that might also affect you to, to sort of struggle to connect with source energy or you're just not in that space to do that. And your higher self, where you're asking for guidance, that can be greatly interrupted, even sabotaged, just whilst you're going through this. So during these attachment periods, you can also be dealing with other spirits, but they have a different preference. And we're going to look at that in a minute. But I kind of want to pause and just ask some of the... Uh, Things that we've just talked about. Have you experienced that? Have you seen that in someone else? These are quite sort of specific things which can really be sort of masked by our mental health because that's the way it looks. It looks like things are going really wrong with us. So, you know, it can be alarming um, and it can be quite sort of uh, frustrating, especially if you are aware and you are a, a healer or, you know, even as to why you can be experiencing this. But we're going to keep going because we want to look at really the sort of like the full picture of this. Because like we said, there are those spirits that um, like to attach to a physical um, person, but there are also spirits 
that like to um, attach to the home environment. Now, these earthbound spirits can hang around in houses. And the truth is, they might have already been there before you moved in. If it's a moving in situation, that things have all of a sudden gone slightly off. Or these kind of spirits like to remain attached to a property rather than a physical body. So they kind of like own their space. And sometimes this can be very apparent. Like I said, if we move in or whether something just shifts in our home and we just sense that something is present or something is watching us. So this can sometimes go undetected if there is a vibrational likeness due to what we do. Like, for example, we like maybe to watch certain programs and films or have a fascination with connecting with um, spirits or even have personal recreational drugs. Now, that doesn't mean that if you do that, that this will happen. That's not what I'm saying. That's not what I've noticed what happens. And it's, it's something that if you are more energetically sensitive, you're more than likely to sense this. And if you're empathic, you will likely feel really uncomfortable or that something is wrong in the home. And this is a thing, this happens for um, quite a few years. I used to do clearing in homes and properties and um, people know when I tell them about the energetics of what's actually going on, they know at some level that this makes sense, that something was kind of unsettling them in the home and they'd felt that. Now, spirits in the home can be intrusive, not to mention draining the household with everyone in it. And more than likely, they kind of get in and out through access points. Now, um, you might be familiar with some of these terms, but they are known as energetic doors. And they can range from large doors known as gateways or individual doors known as portalways. You might know of those um, terms, or you might have something that's kind of similar, but essentially they are access points that serves as a way for these spirits to come into the home environment and come out of the home environment. And it's quite interesting because you can tell when an energetic door is open. And I'm just going to run through a couple of things because this can be picked up by a feeling. And like I said, in these kind of scenarios, no one ever says when they've reached out for a claim, no one has ever said, no, that's not true. Because they knew they had a knowing they could feel that something wasn't right in the home. There might be a particular room that has a draft or it's cold in certain parts. And pets can become very unsettled at night. You might have children that are very sensitive. Um, and to be fair, children are sensitive to spirit and energetic doors left open. And they can express this either verbally or they just simply don't want to be left alone in a room. Or they have trouble sleeping. 
or you might have to sort of labour them for a little while. They're just not settled. And again, when we're sort of um, looking at this, there's going to be a general theme. And that theme is that you just don't feel relaxed. And the energy will be low. It's going to be stuck, discordant. You know, because can you identify with that? Has that ever happened? You know, um, I've seen over the years many people, and we do talk about things like this when when we uh, look at how to connect with source energy. And there have been so many that have just said, I knew there's a room at my home or there's a part of the house or something that isn't right. You know, nobody needs to tell you these kind of things. You will know. And like what we're talking about, some of these things, they are going to resonate. And if they don't resonate, it might then make you think, right, I think this might be happening to a family member. So it's just sort of helping us to see really from the outside what is going on because a person's mental health is going to really be at its lowest and, and rightly so because there is a lot that's going on for the person, a lot that they're having to deal with. And there's a lot of confusion around this because they don't know why. So let's go back to um, the spirit attachment. So what can you do then? You know, you've identified that this might be something that's going on with yourself or that something's going on with, with somebody else. So in my own personal experience, I just kind of want to share that with you because this is how these, these things happen. We kind of think it's will never happen to us and... Mental health is uh, sometimes can be portrayed for another sort of uh, reason as to why we're experiencing this. But this is really interesting because in my own experience, I had long trances of meditative states. And with that became intrusive thoughts. I don't always already could um, sense and hear things. But I started to hear voices. And then I had icy coldness around certain parts of my body. And that worried me, to say the least. And I realised that the new voices claiming to be my masters and teachers. At one point the penny dropped. I thought, they're fake. This is not how masters and teachers even go about things. And for me, that was an important step because I really hadn't had anything else to go by. You know, I could only go by the fact that I didn't feel right. And I think we need to sort of tune in because remember, there's that part of you that's going to know and that will alert you that something doesn't feel right. So... This is quite an important step. And this is how I started the process of lowering the voices and quietening my mind. And to do that, I had to get quite clear in my intentions. There's a couple of things that might help you, which certainly had helped me. So the first thing 
is to set the intention. So you make your mind up that you are no longer going to be remained attached to any other energy that's other than what it feels comfortable for you. So acknowledge the spirit is an attachment and it's not part of your mind. It's separate. And we're going to talk about that in another um, part two because there's some really good identifying ways that you can really sort of tell whether it's not part from your mind. But for now, we need to draw the line what is ours and what isn't. And it's not part of your mind. It's separate. And the next thing for that is to do not listen or to give any more attention or energy. If you listen to somebody and you respond, well, you're giving them exactly what it is. Something else which I found myself saying is something as soon as an image or a thought came in, I found it really helpful to say, that's not my thought. Or that's not me. Soon as it dropped, that's not me. As soon as that thought, which was always an a negative, downward spiral, <laughs> and I know there's enough from me that I know that I don't. I mean, I we all have off days, but I would never go that to that level. So I'd say that's not my thought. And with that, I started to build and ask for assistance from my guides and angels that are all there and they're aware. You know, sometimes we can enter into these things because we're kind of misled. When it's masqueraded that we think it's coming from the light or we think it's coming from a spiritual architect or it might be coming from a guide or that's how they slip through. You know, but once we get to that point where we can see that uh, it's, it's negative. Name calling and making you feel low about ourselves. Source does not work that way. So this is a really powerful, simple step in the process. And that's the acknowledgement that it has nothing to do with you going crazy. Or you're losing your mind. Or it's even your mind. It is a spirit attachment. Now, this is not going to be as simple because you're going to be have to be determined to no longer feed or put any more energy or attention. And, uh, and it means that we've got to start to put boundaries in place. And if you are in the throes of that and you've identified that or you're observing a loved one that's going through that, You'll notice there's a lot of dialogue going on, either in the mind. So the attachments are speaking all the time. So this interrupts them. This interrupts the negative trajectory, the name calling. It interrupts. So it might sound quite simple, but when this is done on a regular basis, then um, this is really the start of a very powerful process. Something um, else which is going to really help you is to kind of put the pieces of the puzzle to work out how the spirit attachment started 
and came about. So in this little bit, we're just going to sort of look at really in how we can prevent further attachments and um, to be aware of how that came in. And if this is something that's happened to you or you're observing, um, it's really important um, to really be quite aware and cognizant because we need to look at our lives carefully in all areas and trace back to sort what have kind of led up to that and what was going on for you. And for me, I was able to sort of look at that part of my life as to what was going on. So it might mean that it might appear all of a sudden, but as we know, things just don't happen just like that. There is normally a build-up. And although it might seem that something's just happened, there would be something along the the lines, rather, that kind of built up to that. Now, healers are generally aware of energetic boundaries and protection in place. And incidentally, when I'm talking about protection, I'm not putting protection in that um, something's out to get us because nothing's out to get us. So the protection I'm talking about is kind of like a boundary thing in place that keeps ourselves separate from outside of whatever energy to ourselves. And this can happen at times that, you know, it's, it's compromised for getting simply to put boundaries in place. And that is like, for a healer, not setting intentions. Possibly underestimating that we can come into contact with earthbound spirits in the work that we do. And even miss the signs of spirit attachment because there's no correlation to the attachment as it being symptomatic to mental health. Another um, area is if you are connecting, you might be a person that connects with spirits and communicates through various means. It might mean that if the attachment is not leaving you, that you're going to have to look at a way of keeping boundaries in place so that energetically you will not allow an attachment of a spirit and the very spirits that that you're sort of seeking to assist. So that will mean that moving forward, that you will need to have clear guidelines in place or some kind of ritual that's going to ensure that you can work to the highest good. So you might find that you're someone that's just found yourself just stuck you can't move forward due to be caught due to rather being caught up what I call in a cycle of battling the mind. You know, we all go through that, we all have those moments. But coupled with what we've been talking about to the various degrees, and these intrusive thoughts, you're battling that whole cycle, listening constantly to these intrusive thoughts being mentally consumed and stopping you from moving forward. So you might find that that stuckness has just absolutely just got from bad to worse. So if that is something that's happening to you or to someone else, that's normally the time where putting boundaries in place 
is really going to help you. It's something which I had to do and to really put in place with, with these kind of experiences. And it's putting these boundaries in place that's going to help you. And a part of this will be in form of, um, as we said, an energetic level of protection. Um, so this is not going to be physical. And I kind of want to readdress that this protection is not that something's out there to get us, but that once we have placed this intention and boundaries in place, then we are protected, then nothing is actually going to harm us. So how do we sort of go about this? Well, again, this is going to be through intention. You're going to find a way which you can either place yourself in or cover a shielding so that uh, once you've put this on, once you've set that intention, then nothing can latch on. Nothing's going to permeate. So, for example, this might be a column of light light. I use a bubble. Once that bubble is on, it's to the highest good of myself and to others, whether they're in the flesh or not in the flesh. And it's not that they're, you know, out to get me or it's all so bad. It's more that what's my energy is mine. And within that boundaries, you're not allowed to attach. And then, of course, that puts onuses on ourselves, where we've got to see, well, how did we in some way consciously or unconsciously sort of kind of help that attachment on? And we're going to look at this a little bit more in part two. But, you know, just for now, we do have to take a level of, of accountability and just to sort of see really the picture as to why things have gone downhill for us. So like we've said, there are various symptoms of spirit attachment. And we've mentioned a few of them. And you might want to sit with that and sort of sit in that space and be cognizant and be aware whether that might be something that's gone on for you in the past or it's going on for you or it might be a family member. But we're going to touch and talk a little bit more on the most prominent symptom of all. And that is mental health, your mental health and my mental health. Because spirit attachment will affect your mental health in a very big way. And like we've mentioned, it can happen suddenly. Well, it seems like it's happening suddenly, but there's normally a build up. And when it happens like that, it just throws you off guard into confusion or it could be through incremental waypoints in, a, in your life. There might be certain periods where this has been really sort of intense. And you knew intuitively that something wasn't right. Because of like what we've been talking about, the intrusive thoughts, the onset of psychosis and hearing voices. You know, and even if it appeared to quieten down and subside for a while, it seems to start up. And what's something that I've noticed, it follows the same pattern. 
So, you know, when spirits attach, they can be very overwhelming and the experience that goes with it without any explanation just suddenly as it came on it can taper off like we said now of nowhere you know and and this is how these attachments can go unrecognized for over a period of time by disguising themselves using intermittent cloaking and hiding and essentially, it's so that they go undetected. And going through this can also be quite confusing, like we said. And when you're in that, which on the outside looks like mental health, loneliness, depression, it can feel quite lonely. Because like we said, from the outside, it's labelled as seeing hallucinations, pointing all to a mental disorder. And being on a slippery slope of having absolutely no hope or any idea of why and even what is happening. Or what's even caused it. However, from the inside, and this is something that I have experienced, there is real spirit ent- entities. And they're on a negative trajectory, speaking non-stop, interjecting intrusive thoughts and eliciting, quite often, inappropriate and erratic behaviour. But the truth, or what's at heart of these kinds of experiences, is one that has an energetic root cause. Now, that might be something that you hadn't quite given thought to. It might slightly unsettle you. Um, It might make you feel a little concerned. Or you might feel a little bit of, I get this, I understand it. And to be fair, it wasn't until I had my experience... Where I saw it from the inside out, I was very aware that this looks like mental health at its worst. So if you'd like to continue perhaps on the theme of understanding more of just how these energetic causes, and that includes being blocked, stuck, just overwhelmed in life, and how these can be again symptomatic with help of mental health but rather from a different energetic perspective or a different picture you might want to have a look at the article and I will be um, talking about this in another podcast of spiritual awakening but I will like to um talk about a little bit more of this that's why I've decided to do a part two because this is really important I had time to see this from the inside and uh, to really look at how earthbound um, entities and spirits who they really are why they even attach to us and I also had time if you like from the inside of really sort of looking at the techniques that they use 
and as to why they go undetected. And that's really important because the more we understand about why we're feeling like very low and why there's an onset, and this is not normal behaviour, this will be something that's very, very um, challenging. There's going to be a real demarcation of how you normally feel to when something like this is going on and how you can tell the difference between your thoughts and those of the attachments because that is something that I witnessed and I saw for myself. So I hope you have enjoyed um, just listening to this and getting something from a different perspective and that's what this um podcast and my business is all about is really understanding the life here the spiritual journey because everybody on the planet is experiencing a real dip and a real low and really we're trying to uncover the energetic origin so that we know why things are happening but most importantly, how it looks like when we're experiencing them, you know, in our physical lives. So I hope you found this space, this information useful. And I would really encourage you now to jump over <laughs> onto the next um, podcast for part two, where I'm really going to be talking a little bit more from the inside what to look for. And how you can tell the difference and just reveal some of the techniques that are being used so that you are able to tune into that part of you that is connecting to the light. Because that's the part that will show you and navigate you and help you through any experience like that. So if you'd like to know more information, then please do visit learnrakingconnect.co.uk. And until then, take care and bye for now.